Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod, and I am alone this morning. Chris, unfortunately, could not join us for this Monday morning episode, but that doesn't mean that the news stops. We are going to get right into some news here in a minute, but before we do any of that, let's look at the weather headed into this week. In Los Angeles, California, it'll be mostly clear today with a high of 68 and a low of 54. In Houston, Texas, it'll be partly cloudy today with a high of 92 and a low of 76. In Chicago, Illinois, it'll be windy with a high of 75 and a low of 54. And in New York City, it'll be windy once again with a high of 65 and a low of 45. So higher temperatures in Chicago than in Los Angeles. That's a rare one. We don't see that very often. And actually, where I'm at uh, here in upstate New York, we have higher temperatures than New York City and higher temperatures than uh, than Los Angeles headed into this week. So that's kind of cool, I have to say. Uh, you, again, don't really expect that um, around here. When, when you look at the, the forecast, I mean, for God's sake, a few weeks ago, I, I've said this a couple of times, but a few weeks ago, towards the end of April, we still had snow. You know, we still had like three inches of snow hitting the ground. So, you know, <laughs> you take the warmth when you can get it. But um, we're finally getting into that warm part of the season. We're starting to hit the heart of spring here. And I love this time period. I love the heart of spring. It's when it just starts to get nice and warm, not too much rain, although we are going to get some storms here in the next week, uh, towards the end of the week. So that'll be quite interesting to see how that all plays out. But Mother's Day was yesterday. Hopefully everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day. I know I did. Um, It was a great day for everyone over here, but hopefully it was the same for all of you. But we're not going to dawdle this morning. We're not going to talk about anything uh, too extensively. Let's just jump right into the news. And Americans are back to work. Employers are adding to their payroll. Wages are up. And this economy is getting very close to recovering from all of the jobs lost during the pandemic. The April jobs report numbers, which were released by the Bureau of Job Statistics Friday show that unemployment remains low at a record of 3.6%. That is a 50-year record low. In April 2020, unemployment was up at 14.8%. There is also a record number of job openings and wages are going up, and overall this is an employee's market. An employee's market is when the employee has the power of where they will be employed. Hourly wages increased at a rate of 6%, and those who switched jobs saw a 5.3% increase in their wages. You don't feel it because you are getting a 6% wage increase, but inflation is at 8.5%, so your paycheck doesn't get you as far. In fact, despite the increase in wages, you may be struggling more. To try and fix this, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates for the second time this year, and the chairman said more raises will be coming. He also said with them doing this slowly, it forces people and businesses to start pulling their money out slowly. He believes that the job market will remain strong, but slow down in the fall and winter. Mother's Day was yesterday, as I mentioned before, so if you forgot, you are definitely in the doghouse today, and it appears this year you are spending more on mom than we ever have before. 
According to the National Retail Federation report, $31.7 billion is being spent on Mother's Day this year, and that is $3.5 billion more than the year previous. On average, we are also spending $245.76. You may be wondering, what are the most popular purchases? Well, according to the report, the most popular purchases are jewelry and special outings to places like baseball games, concerts, and brunch. Three quarters of Americans are sticking with the classic card and flowers. And, you know, those are definitely worth it. All these things worth it to celebrate Mother's Day. We're spending more, but... Still, at the end of the day, it's definitely worth it. If that draft Supreme Court opinion that was released last week becomes final, there will be all sorts of battles that will spin off in the abortion debate. The White House says they are on it, and the Senate is going to vote on a bill next Wednesday. Some of the questions that they will be facing include, what if a state passes a law banning a woman from leaving her state to get an abortion? Some states are talking about banning abortion pills from being mailed to a woman's house as well. Or what if a state passes a law to classify an abortion as a homicide? That bill is currently working its way through the Louisiana legislature. We know 13 states have trigger laws, meaning when and if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion will be illegal in that state immediately. Five states have trigger laws on the books that are not being enforced, but could be redirected to be enforced. And there are several other states that are already attempting to or have already banned or restricted abortion. The White House is working through ideas that could be done without Congress through executive order, saying it will be ready when an official ruling is issued. The fact is there is not a lot the White House can do. Anything that is done through executive order, as you know, will be challenged by the states. There are some possible solutions the White House is exploring, like making abortion possible through Medicaid funding, especially if a woman needs to travel outside of her state. Late last year, the Biden administration also lifted a long-standing position on abortion pills, clearing the way for doctors to prescribe the medication online and have them mailed to a woman's home. In the past, the woman would have had to go to a doctor and pick them up. If the Supreme Court does move forward and finalize that draft opinion, there are two things that can reinstate the rights for women under Roe v. Wade and another case called Planned Parenthood v. Casey. One option is Congress can take action through a construction amendment. Or two, Congress can do what's called codifying Roe and Casey. The construction amendment needs to be approved by the House and Senate, and three-fourths of the states need to agree to it as well. So Democrats are pushing for the codify option. The Senate will take up a bill Wednesday, as I said before, to do just that. But it will fail because they need to have 60 votes. And two Democratic senators already said they will not end the filibuster. That is where the midterms come in. Democrats hope that they will be able to get the 60 Democrats needed to pass that bill then. Pretty soon you will be seeing a new press secretary at the White House. The new press secretary was announced last week and it is Corinne Jean-Pierre. She has been serving as the principal press secretary under Jen Psaki and deputy assistant to the president. She has been around the president for years though and she worked for the White House during the Obama administration and worked on the 2012 Obama re-election campaign. She also worked as a senior advisor to Biden's campaign in 2020. 
Kareen is the first black woman and openly LGBTQ member. She was raised in Queens, New York. Current press secretary Jen Psaki's last day is Friday, and there's lots of speculation as to what she will do next, but at this time, it seems clear that she will remain on TV in some fashion. GOP Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia will be allowed to run for re-election in 2022, as decided by State Administrative Judge Charles Bodrett. The challenge was initially presented in March by a group known as Free Speech for the People. Their argument was that Representative Green should be unable to seek re-election because she played a role in the insurrection on the Capitol on January 6, 2021. According to the group, this was a violation of a clause written into the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which states that no person involved in any kind of insurrection shall be allowed to seek a seat in any government office. The hearing for this case took place two weeks ago on the 22nd of April. In this hearing, the plaintiffs used Facebook videos, Twitter posts, and other evidence to try and convince Judge Bodrot of Representative Green's role in the insurrection. Green herself was also asked many questions about her role in the insurrection, with one notable example being whether or not she had sent a text to former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows saying that former President Trump should impose martial law. To that question, Representative Green stated that she had no recollection of that text message. Judge Bodrot's ruling came out on Friday and was affirmed by Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Before the final announcement from Raffensperger, the Free Speech for the People group urged him to reject the judge's ruling in a statement saying, quote, We urge Secretary Raffensperger to take a fresh look at the evidence presented in the case and reject the judge's recommendation. Marjorie Taylor Greene helped facilitate the January 6th insurrection, and under the Constitution, she is disqualified from future office, end quote. In the same statement, the group stated that they will be appealing the decision to the Georgia Superior Court. Now moving into rapid news, Rich Strike, the horse of trainer Eric Reed, won the Kentucky Derby on Saturday, and the CDC is investigating the deaths of five children who are connected to a mysterious growth of pediatric hepatitis cases across the U.S. Now getting into good news this morning, my story is just kind of a nice, lighthearted one. An Irish couple won the lottery and decided that Instead of just keeping it all for themselves, they would donate a large percentage of it to help in any way they could, just in general, and it mainly came through the wife's idea. She says, quote, I have an addiction to helping people, and she took about half of the winnings, about $74 million, and decided to put it towards two professional charities that she had set up. And this is not the first time she's done things like this. She has worked her entire life through different uh, volunteer groups and different uh, ways of just helping people in any way she can. And she is just trying to continue that work through these charities uh, and through other methods. They did keep some of it for themselves. They didn't donate all of it, but again, over half of that pool over half of those winnings donated to these charities and, and to set up these charities just a nice lighthearted story what a way to use those winnings what a way to use those earnings to help other people i like this story nice lighthearted story today and you know i just i just love stories like this you you have to love them they're nice lighthearted pretty straightforward but still have a large impact for sure 
But that is it for this Monday morning episode. We will be back with you on Wednesday for an idiot in the news. But in the meantime, go and follow us on Twitter at BBP News Official. Link in the show notes as always. And read through our midterm articles. The link for that is in the show notes as well. But until Wednesday morning, we'll see you guys.